That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio, so stay tuned. Welcome back to Bat Force Radio, the Batman and DC podcast with no limits. We took a bit of a break in November after a busy, busy October that included episodes with Matteo Scalera, Jason Fabak, Katana Collins, Sean Murphy, Brad Anderson, and our third annual Halloween Spooktacular with Kelly Jones. So we took uh, took some time off, but we're back tonight, and with us are Grandpa Batman in Texas. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> Jesus in New York. Believe. Believe him. Believe him. Force Tom in California. Howdy. And the Bat Force Times in New York. Hello. Hello. And I'm Robin Cross in Canada. And not only are we back tonight, but we are joined by a man who is equally recognized around here anyway for pranking Tom King as he is for creating some of the best art in comics, most recently on titles like Batman and Heroes in Crisis. This month, he gave us the first issue of Batman Catwoman, a 12-issue series written by Tom King and colored by Tomo Mori that will continue the story of the relationship between the titular characters that began in Tom King's 85-issue Batman run. Most importantly to some of us, the series has also introduced Andrea Beaumont, a.k.a. the Phantasm from Batman Master Phantasm, Ooh. into continuity. He is sometimes known as Crosby Montana, but tonight <laughs> we call him Clayman. Nice. Clayman. Clayman. Clay, how you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. <laughs> How's life been for you lately? Um, you know, same old, same old, and that's a lie, but I'll just say that. <laughs> work, it's, it's I do work a lot. That's that's the same. Yeah. And uh, you're staying healthy over there? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I've gained quite a bit of weight and uh, stay indoors a lot. So. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's like all of us, though. So, yeah, you're not alone on that one. We just don't get to draw some of the best-looking books in comics, so you got a leg up on us there. But uh, since the last as I just said, since the last time we talked, you've been working probably most of that time on this, uh, this Batman Catwoman story with Tom. Now, this evolved a lot because it was originally going to be the final issues of Tom's Batman run before he ended up stepping away from that uh, prematurely. But... Uh, with the inclusion of Phantasm coming in here, I, I know that Phantasm existing in the story was largely because you wanted her, maybe exclusively because you wanted her. But how much of the story we're getting was 
built around her involvement and how much of it was just the way it was going to be anyway. Um, I mean, I will say she's in the book because I, I mean, I wanted her in the book. So exclusively that way, but like Tom was okay with it. And, um, I mean, I know things are going to happen in the book that Tom would have done in his a hundred issues, but like, I mean, other than that, other than a few things, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure what Tom's like grand scheme was. I mean, I know what his grand scheme was, but you know, I don't know how much it switched up um, going into the series. To be honest, so I I know from uh, things that uh, Tom and maybe yourself also were uh, were posting online in sort of the earlier days of creating the story. Was at one point. It wasn't maybe as big a deal as it became, because I, I remember there was talk that there were going to be some other artists. Probably, I assume, uh, Mitch and Evan were going to be drawing issues in the series. But then it eventually got to the point where you guys decided, okay, no, this is going to be something special, and the two of us are going to do this whole thing together. Yeah, I mean, I just think with it being 12 issues and, like, I mean, when... When Tom found out he was going to do Batcat, I still had the two issues that were in the City of Bane. I think it was City of Bane, whatever they called it. Something Bane. The, the, basically the main MPI issues. Yeah, right. Uh, I hadn't even started those. So, and then they were announcing it for like a January or something. And just the math seemed really wrong. So, yeah, someone would have had to come in and help. And um, I think what also helped with me doing all 12 is that I just got a really late start. So I'm like, well, you guys got to wait for me anyway. <laughs> and this story had to do with Christmas. And I'm like, then it was going to get pushed to like summer. I'm like, why would the book come out in summer that has to do with Christmas? Like, I'm just mm -hmm. like, no. Like, I know it'll span a year and it'll cross through Christmas, but I'm like, why not start it in the hot, in the season that it's started, like, and then end in the season? It's like, I don't know. It's not going to go through different holidays. It's staying, like, December, New Year's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. There was a whole bunch of different reasons why that happened. And, um, you know, but I, I'm... I'm glad to be doing all of them. Uh, you know, when I look back and it's all collected together. I mean, I do that like with Heroes in Crisis. It's like I didn't draw three of them. And it's, you know, I don't know. Are, are you happy that he's not giving pages to like Frank Miller's dumbass or something like that? <laughs> Frank Miller? <laughs> like what how he did guy? with. Uh, exactly. Guy? Thank you. God fucking finally someone says it. Why would you say that, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it was just uh, so sad when when uh, Tom gave some pages to Frank Miller the last time over Clay. I'm still upset about it. If I drew 300 pages and Frank Miller drew one, Tom would be like, I worked with Frank Miller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. He's not even here to defend himself. That's the best part. That's the, yeah, that's the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. man. I mean, it makes sense. I get it. 
get him get him going off on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so one of the things uh, that I didn't realize was going to happen in the story that I picked up on, obviously, reading issue one was not only does this story follow the present day story where it left off at the end of Tom's Batman run, but it also follows the story from Batman Annual number two, the Date Nights and Last Rites story that showed us the future where Bruce had you know, and eventually died as an old man, uh, leaving as his widow and their daughter, uh, Helena was filling the role of Batman in Gotham. So we're kind of getting those, those time jumps and some, some really unexpected that we saw just in issue one already. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> I, I don't think most people uh, expected to be opening that, that issue and, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't, who hasn't read it yet. Oh, I don't think people expected to see Selena showing up at the home of a, you know, an, an advanced age Joker who's just living as a normal person. And she was showing up there to kill him. That was yeah. fun to see. That was fun to see like who it ended up being. Cause um, I'm sure you probably did it on purpose to try to make people guess, but um, I was trying to figure out who the fuck it was, and I was like, "Oh man, who is that?" And it kind of like you kind of made him look like like a skinny Burt Ward, like a, you know how Burt Ward looks like now. But yeah. um, so I was just trying to figure out, I'm like, who is this guy? Who's she talking to? Is it like Damien or who is it? So that was fun the way you did that. Yeah, yeah. I to look at clues and things like, and after after knowing who it is, I was sort of I maybe I was just trying to to make up clues. But like I looked at the couch, like oh, the couch sort of has a pattern that's reminiscent of Joker's shirt and Killing Joke. But I was probably just just gonna go back and look at that. Uh, that was not on purpose. If that's yeah, psychologically, just I was going with tacky old Florida. Yeah, you nailed that for sure. Maybe that's why it looks like Burt Ward. (laughs) But you, you would be an expert on on doing that, though, right? You're yeah, tacky uh, old Florida. I mean, I know what Florida looks like. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, Clay, I have a question. Um, yes. Have you read, and, you know, I know no. some of the process, <laughs> you know, with, with how writers and artists, but have you read all 12 scripts of all issues? And if so, does that influence how you you build your art and your, your stories and panels? I've read up to seven. Okay. Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't know how much that really. Um, I don't know if that changes at all. I I love knowing what's going to happen in different issues. I would say there's something about that that really helps when I'm drawing. Right. Uh, it's not it's not ordinary that I get to know what's going to happen that far in advance. And like, you know, as an artist, like, look, I know writers try hard. You know, I know a lot of writers, you know, do their best. But like <laughs> they don't, they don't fill all the gaps in. So like when an artist knows what's coming, they can do, you know, a lot of like unscripted work in the panels. So that's really nice. Mm. now that you've uh read ahead up to seven issues is there anything um coming that may 
um, lead to more death threats on your guys' behalf? Um, I mean, I already... Uh, no, I don't get... I don't really... I don't care if Tom gets death threats. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty safe. I mean, I feel like there's some people who... I, you know, I read on Twitter that Clayman shouldn't be allowed to draw. Oh. Um, but I know who's saying that stuff. So it doesn't really bother me. But... Um, I don't care. I mean, Tom's so, the writer. I mean, any writer get all the credit anyway. I mean, anything that happens in here, it should just be blamed on the writer. <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, you didn't get you didn't get any heat last time. For which? For what? Uh, what was it that people were? I think I feel like there was two different waves of, of death threats, wasn't there? I've never got any threats to do a story, and if I did, I'd just laugh it off because I'm like, I didn't write it. (laughs) (laughs) So you take zero blame. You take zero responsibility. I love it. I'm sorry to say, but if the story sucks, it's not my (laughs) fault. (laughs) Like, seriously. If you're like, the art sucks, um, you know, Tom can't be blamed for that. If the story sucks, how on earth can I be blamed for that? <laughs> it's not my job. Well, you blame Tom for the art sucking if it's you did one of those sketch covers on it. Oh, true. If he does at cons. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple artists who like to draw now, but oh. I'll zip my mouth. Ugh, Frank Miller. <laughs> Frank Miller, dude. Okay, look, that guy did some good art. I mean, his Sin City, that stuff, that black and white, I've never read it, but like, I mean, <laughs> I know you think I'm a Frank Miller hater, I'm not. <laughs> Who was it? There was another uh, artist that like... One that uh, that is where the, this Frank Miller talk is stemming from the last time Clay was on and giving Tom a hard time. So mm. you... Yeah, because t- yeah, like I said, I can draw 300 pages and Frank Miller can draw one and you're going to hear his name first. <laughs> oh god what was it that there was another artist that like someone i think this happened in person where someone was talking shit oh liefeld yeah uh, i think it was I like liefeld though yeah. what did he say what happened no i was just um remember i was trying to remember who it was that you were also kind of like backing up and, and i just realized oh, now was, yeah rob liefeld back on my ball all the time have you checked out his podcast by any chance i loved it oh yeah okay yeah you didn't I think i would why well, i, I don't know i haven't heard it myself so it was just be interesting I'm, to hear. I'm really behind but like man i was super i was addicted to some of them i don't really care about the subject but some of them going like he did one on heroes reborn it was like a few episodes but i love it because he talks about money he talks about contracts he talks about all this stuff i'm interested in mm. like um and it's just fascinating and it's like man i like I got in the comics like 10 years too late. Mm. Yeah, he's he's not one to filter anything. So, you know, he kind of shoots from the hip and like he, he has literally no filter. He just says whatever's on his mind. And that could, yeah. you know, rub people the wrong way or you could love him. I think I'm I'm more of I love him because I just I mean, he the dude gets a lot of crap. And I don't go, so what, he's confident? Uh, well, you know, I'm not confident, so I like to hear it. And I, 
the story, the guy's got a story to tell, and it's fascinating. I mean, I know a lot of guys, I won't name names, but like, oh, he's a one-hit wonder. Oh, he's just living off his, uh, you know, his past or whatever. And I'm like, and? So yeah. what? Like, True. who? it's like, you want to hit your prime at the end of your life, or you want it in the beginning, and then just, let's say he's coasting like everyone says he does. Uh, I want to hit my prime in the beginning. I want to coast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be the 90-year-old driving a Porsche. Yeah. Like, I, ideally, you want to peak at like five years old and just then just coast from there. Yeah, and I don't think he's coasting. I'm just like, the dude did a lot of work, and he's got some... I mean, I think he's got a lot of cool stuff to talk about. I mean... Is, is, it, a, is it a free podcast, or do you have to like subscribe? I just listen on Spotify, so I'm assuming it's free. Oh, okay. But like his, yeah, the Heroes Reborn stuff. He goes into like these million dollar contracts. He goes into like just the shuffle of Marvel and bankruptcy. I might, am I like, this is like, this is like soap opera stuff. It's so good. Yeah. Did you see uh, a year or two ago, AMC did uh, a mini series uh, called Robert Kirkman's History of Comics? And one was all about that image stuff. And yeah, they, they talked to Liefeld and McFarlane and Jim Lee and, you know, all, all the guys that Mark Silvestri and everything that were all part of the beginning of image. And they were telling the stories of how everything shook out back then. And they went as far as telling the story of when like all the other guys, except for Rob, uh, were having a meeting together basically about what they were going to do with Rob. So they, they were having a meeting at this hotel and Rob knew they were having the meeting. So he rented the room next door to them and he was like listening under the door while they talked about him or something. And yeah, you, you can't, you can't. I want this, I want this guy to be my best friend and I want to be (laughs) with him when he's doing this. That sounds so fun. Yeah. Like that's, you know, that's what I'm talking about. Like, he, yeah, he goes in the podcast. He's talking about how they're like, I think they were suing him. And he's just going into all. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I would have, I would have been his best friend in the 90s for sure. And they'll, yeah, for sure. They could make a, sh- they could make a TV show about all that stuff, like that whole era and like what happened when they started Image and everything. That shit would be like a super sweet, like drama on like HBO or something. Yeah. get a ton of viewers too like just everybody who's interested in that stuff well i mean to me that's how entertaining this podcast can be i again i'm behind uh, <clears throat> but i just like it he talks about stuff that um is super entertaining to me there's um there's not enough of like guys like that who are uh you know who are who have had a, like a big impact and who are able to kind of um share like their experiences and stories like there's him um there's todd mc you know, todd's like todd does his thing too on you know on social media but like i wish more of these guys would start like their own shows or podcasts because like their stories are so you know their perspective and stories are so awesome you know and uh it's just like another world that like you get to learn about you know <clears throat> I think You're it's, uh, talking about a guy that was like 25 years old at the time. He was. I know. Believe him. I mean, yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I did another podcast and uh, I always argue with this guy. I met him and we joke around, argue about, you know, Rob. And I'm just like, 
and he'll just he'll say all this stuff that's kind of negative and i'm just like do you realize how old this guy was when he started yeah. making millions of dollars he was a kid yeah managing people and shit what no. would a kid do with millions of dollars are you kidding me he survived that yeah like this yeah i've got nothing i mean he's pissed me off too he's pissed me off like his hate for dc annoys me sometimes but um but i'll still listen to him all day long yeah and he uh he got into it with scott snyder like five years ago or so yeah but that's because he yeah because scott snyder thought he was the crap and it's and rob said well you draw that's because you write batman yeah i'm not i mean scott snyder has talent or he wouldn't be around but like also you write batman i look i draw batman i'm 100 percent gonna tell you that fame or whatever you want to call it comes with batman why Mm. would you deny that it's so stupid um but anyway yeah no one remembers like the shitty batman stuff i don't well maybe you do i don't know I don't, but... I mean, Batman's going to sell. Right now, he's going to sell. I mean, the last few years, he's the seller. So you could put anybody on. Take a nobody. I mean, Tom King did Vision and got put on Batman, and he became someone everybody knew. That's not, you know, that's... Batman had a part in that. Yeah, Tom is a good example of that, because Tom went from, yeah, he he got a great reception to, to the Vision book, but then, you know, fast forward what, two years later and he's on um what's uh seth myers oh that's right comic writers are are going on late night talk shows yeah yeah and i just I, don't i mean i'm not denying people their talent but i'm also not denying i mean you cannot deny the power of the character yeah for sure is there is there anybody that you feel that like you haven't done yet that has like that impact drawing yeah like anybody that you're like fuck man i want to get on like this character like just give me one shot i mean i don't i mean i don't think i just don't i don't at dc i don't think i mean who are their most popular characters even if you go to superman his sales don't i mean his sales don't prove anything yeah um wonder woman same thing she's under superman so no i don't think there's just not a lot of characters that have that power i feel like at dc it's batman and at marvel it it's an event Mm. so i just don't yeah not really i mean there's characters i love like if i ever went back to marvel i mean i my only interest would be x-men um but i don't even think they sell like you know what what they did that's crazy too same thing like when it's an event you know like they had uh they stopped all the x-men books and let hickman do the house of x and powers of x stuff that stuff sold really well but you know it eventually it becomes just like the the previous runs of x-men you know when they started up the x-men blue and the x-men gold and then all of the separate characters got their own solo series going again they all just fizzled out and then they scrapped all of it and and let hickman do do this new thing so that they just 
they ride it for as long as it does well, and then they have to start it over again uh, to to get that interest back, get the sales back again. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm not reading the X Men right now. They just live in my mind. They live in my memory. They're the best characters ever, better than Batman. But again, damn, that's well. Well, I don't know. What was, that... what was your What was your favorite uh, X Men run? Um. Well, like run i don't i don't know because when i first started reading it was generation x like not like reading because i bought comics for art only Mm. never read them and then generation x was the first one i read and i was obsessed um no i just i literally they just live in my head through the art the art and then if the story was even remotely okay the art did it for me so i'm all you know, I'm just, you know, 90s Jim Lee. Yeah. Uh, that's my X-Men. Gold, blue, um, Joe Madden, Joe Madarera, um, all the way up to him. Um, and that's when I was getting out of high school. And then when Joe left, um, I couldn't even tell you what was after that. So from Jim Lee to Joe Madden, I was like obsessed with X-Men. And that was a good... That's elementary school through high school. So it's a damn good time. Who who would you say is like your favorite comic artist? I mean it switches. I'd say when I was I mean I'm obsessed with the image guys. Not all of them, but like Wildlife Hell, Jim Lee, Todd McFarlane, and Rob uh I said Rob, Eric Larson, those four. Uh, when I first got into comics, and then you know, then I started like like Arthur Adams. I just started n- finding out who these people were, and then when the uh, when like J. Scott Campbell and Joe Mad came on, like I was obsessed with those two, and then kind of stopped caring about the Image guys just because I thought uh, Matter Air was doing some crazy stuff. And then now I'm I'm going back to liking my Jim Lee and J. Scott Campbell, or, you know, those kind of guys the most. Mm-hmm. And I I see that influence in some of the pages in Batcat One, especially like that image where Batman and uh, Catwoman are standing on that big gargoyle that looks. You know, that that is such an awesome page. Um, Thank you. Ooh, I just want to know pages? how how many hours did it take to make that panel? The page, the the gargoyle one. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, twelve hours in. No, I mean it would have been. It's more than a day because it would have taken me a day to draw it, and then at least a day. Like to ink it. I don't do a page a day. Now, did you do this book um, traditional style or digital? Um, I want to make a joke. Um, <laughs> traditional. Okay. Damn. Did you you colored it too? No, no, no. No, duh. It was Tommy. I'm, I'm so stupid. I'm not gonna even edit that part. I don't care. <laughs> now. <laughs> 
we did say that we were going to save this stuff for on the episode, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off now. But you're one of those. It seems to be a, a pretty rare case where you'll see an artist work with a colorist, and mm. once you see them work together a few times, like us as as readers, as consumers of of your work we don't want to see you work with a different colorist after like okay this this is going to be the pinnacle just let's keep these these guys working together for as long as possible and that's had through uh heroes in crisis and on batcat here Uh, just the stuff you guys do together is absolute top of the food chain yeah, I mean, I remember when Heroes in Crisis was going to start, they were going to give me um, another colorist. Um, and I'm not just not going to name the person, but nothing against them. But I'm like, I wanted more for my art. I wanted, I just wanted it fleshed out more in colors. And Tomeo did some of these covers for Superman. And it just blew my mind. Like, I would see something he colored that only I, I, I know I'm the only one who was noticing. Um, and that was special to me. So, yeah, uh, I begged for him to be on Heroes in Crisis. And they're like, we already hired somebody. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do Heroes in Crisis with this person. I want this guy. Mm-hmm. And I begged, and they, like, I wrote an email and I gave all these reasons. I put, like, examples in. And wow. Um, and they're like, wow, this is like, they felt like in a weird situation. Cause they, they just was like, you've never said anything. And I was like, well, I came on to some of these projects as a fill in and I'm not going to like complain, but I'm like, if I'm starting a new project, I want a colorist. I like, I want, right. and they gave them to me. And I remember when the first few pages came in, they're like, we totally see what you're talking about Uh, right suck it dc yeah yeah i mean and he's just he's such a hard the dude is so such a hard worker like if you need like i I mean i try not to ask for changes but if i do guy doesn't complain i like i notice stuff like him coloring little things in the background and i'm like this dude is not lazy um I don't know. I just, yeah, and I like it. I mean, that's my favorite part of the job is seeing my stuff colored. That, that's gotta that's be, yeah. the only time it's special for me. So, like, I get all this joy out of it, and I, I want someone I'm working with who I get that out of. And, like, Brad Anderson, he's colored me. I get the same thing with him. I think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, you know, Tom, Tom's kind of old-fashioned. He's like, Oh, I think some of your inks disappear. And I'm like, but look at all that color. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I just, oh, well. How does it work with your stuff? Like you have the original, um, you have the original um, like inks and stuff, right? And then it's all scanned in and then it gets colored over it. Yeah, I just scan them. I send uh-huh. them, I just email them to them and the guy colors it. Like, do you ever, uh, I don't know if this is, like, super conceited, but, like, do you ever print out some of the, like, the work that they do, like, and have a print of it just because you fucking like it so much and it's so crazy to see, like, their colors on your stuff? So, like, you put it up like a poster? I have never hung up 
a single drawing of mine. Really? See, it's like no. that's so now I can't I, draw. I will say Tomeo colored a splash in uh, Heroes in Crisis with Flash standing in a field of flowers. Yeah. Um, and my art guy made a print of that, and I did take it because I'm like, I like the drawing, and I just really liked the way Tomeo colored it, and I'm like, I might hang that up on the wall one day. Um, Is it? Yeah. Is that weird? Like, is it because it's your stuff? It's like you feel weird, like hanging that up. Yeah, I feel weird because I'm just like, oh. yeah, I just don't like it enough to hang it up. If I hang it up, it's more for a memory mm. or like what? I mean, when I see a drawing, I, I don't, I just remember doing it, and I remember the crap going on when I drew it and. I just see what I would draw different oh, presently yeah. about it, and I just don't get any. I don't, yeah, I don't get anything out of it. It just draw, it drives you crazy because you're looking at like the. It's kind of like a singer hearing his own voice, you know. It drives yeah, you crazy. Just, I mean, there's some people who do it, and I'm just yeah, like, that's... I, I guess that. I mean, I get that. If but if I'm hanging something up, if I, like, you know, I I've seen these bat cat posters. Uh, and I'm just like, I might hang that up because it has a DC logo on it. It has the big logo on it. It makes me feel like I'm actually doing something mm. remote, you know, kind of important, kind of cool. And it feels like a comic shop. Like I, But, like, as for, like, original art, you will never see that on my wall ever. Mm. Never, ever, ever. So is it like – because it feels like then – because, you know, artists are – every artist is different, you know, and – is it easy then for you to like work on like, fuck man like you spend so much time working on this stuff and you dry obviously and you pour months and months into it and then um it's nice obviously to like be able to sell it it's your work is that hard for you at all to like let go of a page or are you like fucking get it out of here i don't want to look at that anymore no that's different that's a lot harder to give away oh, okay so yeah yeah i actually don't like selling my art because i i same thing. I don't want to put it on the wall where I'm saying I can remember everything that went into it. I can remember everything I was thinking and doing when I drew it. The same uh -huh. reason I don't want to get rid of it. Because I'm mm. just like, oh, so, I mean, my art's a lot more expensive than it used to be. Um, and obviously, look, we'll, Deservedly all, so, we'll, though. we'll all sell our soul eventually. I'm just <laughs> making a joke, but like, Back when I used to sell my pages for a hundred or two, I'm just like, oh, this is not worth it. Like, I would mm. rather keep this page because it means so much more to me than a few hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. The, every time I've seen someone critique why, you know, blanks, blank artists, uh, original art sells for so much, my explanation has always been, well, that guy obviously doesn't need to be selling his work anymore so if he's going to sell these pages that he spent all this time working on then it wouldn't you think it has to be worth it for him to sell it like it has to be worthwhile for him to say okay yeah i, I will sell my work that i created yeah and it's not even like i mean back when i didn't want to sell pages for a couple hundred man i could have used that money for sure but it's still like then i'm holding something in my hand 
and I just have all these memories attached to it. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't want to give away this page for $200. You know, I just don't want, I would love $200, but like, it's just not worth it to me. Yeah. You know, and like, I think it's like, I feel, I mean, I, I don't even know if this is true, but like, you know, I hear that like some artists in Japan, like they don't even sell original art because they, there's something about it like it's part of them they'll gift yeah. it but they don't give it away because it's there's something about it and i and i kind of can get that i don't think my soul's in anything but like i don't know i just see the happiness and pain and time and just like it's weird i can only imagine being a movie actor and like watching a movie and thinking of everything but the story like and that's when I look at my page. I'm like, I can re- like I have a pretty good memory. I could tell you what I was probably eating when I drew it. Whoa! Like, I can remember everything. What were you so. eating when you drew the Florida trailer park? <laughs> Florida trailer park? Man, I remember drawing this issue quite clearly. What about like when Catwoman's crawling up to Bruce in the bed? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going there. What was what was on the menu that evening? Uh, no comments. <laughs> uh, this is something I wanted to ask you about. Um, because this story that originally you and Tom were were building to be part of the Batman run, but then it became its own separate thing to to where it's now coming out on Black Label. Uh, does that give you any more? Uh, the chance to operate with more freedom to go wherever you want the story to go, or you are you just inclined uh, that you're staying with what you were going to do prior? You look if you're coming to Black Label because you want to see sex and super super crazy stuff, you're not getting. It. <laughs> that's not that's not what I do. Um, and you know someone might argue with what i'm drawing but like yeah i just you know you'll never see that stuff from me you won't see nipples you won't see you know i'm not i'm not trying to go crazy and even if tom asks for that i'll i will not do it i'll hide it in shadows that that does remind me of a tweet i saw from tom so someone had tweeted something about Batcat just before oh my god yeah (laughs) If, if Batman and Catwoman fuck in this, I'm gonna buy it. And Tom quote tweeted it and said, "Batman and Catwoman fuck in this." Yeah. I re- I read that and I just was like, I'm not liking this or retweeting this because again, it goes against. I. Sounds like you're gonna break your rule, buddy. What was my rule? I don't know. They were not gonna get in in Black Label. Oh, no, I'm just like, I'm not, that's not, look, they, I get what Tom's saying, because if you read the book, there's scenes where they're clearly about to, you know, so what? If you want it to pretend it's PG, they're about to kiss. They're about to (laughs) lay in bed. But, like, you know, it's like if someone throws a punch in a comic, you don't actually see the punch but you know what happens or is about to happen, you know, and of course they're about to make love. So what Tom's saying isn't untrue. If you think that you're getting Clay Man drawing a sex scene, well, you're an idiot. (laughs) Just not happening. (laughs) Whether it's Black Label or not, you're you're not getting that from me. I, I still think comics are comics. 
What about Crosby, Montana, though? Will he draw that? <laughs> uh, he's a Mormon. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's got an extra layer then. <laughs> Do you think then, like, so that's a good qu- that's a good point. Like, I guess you knowing the process. When like Jim Ballant draws like massive nipples, like do you think that's in the script or that's just all him? The old Catwoman dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. I don't even know what he draws. I don't. I don't know any comics that show nipples. I'm talking about just nipples to a T-shirt. I won't do that. Yeah, that's. Uh... I do, but like you're allowed. You can do that. It's just I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, for but... sure. And, and that's, I like that you're going to stick to uh, to what you feel is right and and not be swayed because it's what uh, someone wants in the project. Yeah, I mean, I won't. Yeah, I just, it, I will not do that. But like, and I get blamed for my stuff being too sexy all the time. And it's just like, whatever. She, like, Clay just draws cheesecake. Clay's not allowed to draw women. And I'm just like, <laughs> <sighs> But uh, I, I think Again, I draw comics 10 years too late. I, yeah. I think that uh, you're not going to, to bend to that makes it justified if we uh, if we refer to Tom as the Higgins to your Magnum. Well, you know, I have I have women friends and they look at my comics or people who work and help sell the art and with my, you know, with my art dealers. And look, they're not they're not embarrassed by what I draw. They think it's awesome. They love it. And they're just like, you know, those are the girls I'm listening to. Yeah. I'm not you know, on Twitter listening to anybody hating on me. I don't care what they say. I, you know, I just don't care. Uh, Good for um, you. Cause that's the right attitude. You know, obviously in Batcat, this is the first time that we're going to see the phantasm in actual comics. Correct. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another character that's also from the animated series. Was that your idea, or did you request Sewer King in this? Or was that just, hey, hey if we're going to do Phantasm, let's break out some more of the animated series uh, villains? No, that's Tom. Okay. I, I didn't know anything about that. I um, No, because I've suggested, I suggested um, early on, month, maybe a year ago, I suggested to Tom uh, bringing in Grey Ghosts. And yes. Tom's like, no. So, no. Uh, and then, and then um, I saw that Sean and his wife were using him. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I... Uh, no, that was Tom. I had nothing to do with that. The only other character mm-hmm. I asked maybe when we were talking story was bringing in Grey Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a that was next. So, why why was it next? By him? Yeah, just Tom said no. I mean, he gave huh. me a reason, but I'm not sure I can really go into it without like kind of spoiling giving away plot. I guess. Okay. I Like there was just something in the story. I'm like, well, we could use him to do this, and Tom's just like, no, I think that's just too many people. And how do I explain that? And I'm like, okay. Um. So. We we know who to blame now. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I slipped in a little when Tom said I slipped in a little something later. Gray Ghost is in it in a very like uh, pathetic way, but um, 
he's in issue three in some capacity. Cool. Okay. But um. Something to look forward to. Well, not really, but. <laughs> so for something like that, like does, let's say he would say yeah, like let's say that that you know whatever he he liked the idea. Do you guys have to like talk to DC about like using that character? Because I know you had someone along the lines was like, oh, I don't know if we can use phantasm so you were like fuck it and you waited in line and asked paul dean and he was like yeah like what what would be what would be like because you know bad cat's a, a big big title what mm-hmm. would be like the stipulation with using a character can are they not supposed to be in another book or something yeah i mean i for sure that happens um i don't know if tom wrote it in a script i would assume the editors and all them are doing that work for, like uh-huh. you know porky's the bar from tom's like uh elmer flood thing uh-huh well that's an issue too and i drew it exactly like lee weeks did with porky the pig's face on the front of the bar and as the issues being colored i had to do a patch because i can't use porky pig anymore so huh. like there's just some crazy there's just a lot of i don't know i don't really know all the rules but yeah i don't think you can just assume that this character was on a cartoon that the WB owns and you're welcome to use it. I just don't think it's that easy. Yeah. All right. Has there been anything else? Well, you said you've read up to number seven, like how far into the uh, series have you gotten like to, as far as work wise? Uh, not past seven. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Tom, that was a stupid question. I mean, technically, they're all stupid questions that we ask, so I thought I was safe. Now, what I'm really interested in, and this was, um, this is kind of shocking, you know, in, you know, so Selena Kyle goes and vis- visits this old man in a Florida trailer park, mm-hmm. and she starts talking to him about his grandchildren. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, I am. And if this comes out later, if this is part of the plot, just stop me. But I really want to know more about these grandchildren. And <laughs> um, because, you know, at the end of the book, we see who this old man is. Are we going full spoiler or not? Yeah, we already spoiled it. OK. Do you know who Joker's grandchildren are? Yes. Oh, oh fuck. do you want to know? Yes. And they're playing out, and and they're going to be included in this this twelve issue story. Oh, well, I'm kind of half joking with you. In those picture frames are Tomeo's family. Oh, what? yeah, that's actually his. I told him to put photos of his family or something in there. So, <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. That's Tomeo in there with his kids, I think. Um, to be honest, I I'll just I mean I'll tell you I. If they come into play, I don't think they're not going to come into play as far as I know. Uh, And whether they even exist, I don't know. You'd have to ask Tom if the Joker's just a liar. Yeah. Mm. That could have just been a house that he strolled up to, murdered the occupants, and now just, you know, pretends that the people. Yeah, I mean, there's blood under a welcome carpet. Yeah. That blood's not explained, and I don't think it ever will be. So yeah, I mean, where, who knows? Good point. Uh, Good point. This, 
it might not even be his house. That you know that that's brilliant because that kind of ties back to that um, little one shot story that you and Tom did where Joker was waiting for the wedding invitation and and oh, yeah. killed the guy. I told you in person when we met in Dallas. I don't know if you remember, but that is seriously one of my favorite Joker stories because that you truly captured the essence of Joker in that story. Just the artwork alone. It's a hard time drawing that guy. Me too. Joker? Yeah, he's hard. You know what's my favorite Joker that you've ever done is the one, I think it was uh, the variant. Um, I think, man, you had, you had a couple of issue 50 variants, if that's what that was. But the one where he's dressed up like a priest and he's the officiant for Batman and Catwoman. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like that's like my favorite Joker face you've ever done. It's like the hey, hair. Charles. Hey, Charles. <laughs> oh, shit. Charles. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, Charles, sir. Where are you at? <laughs> Charles, you there? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what a compliment sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> because I actually drew explosions that right there. <laughs> there. <laughs> that's duly noted. That's fair. That's fair. We're even. Oh man, that's funny. That, that, that is really cool. That uh, that's Tomeo's family and the photos. I I love when real life makes it into comics. Uh, it it's it's sort of I I don't want to say it takes it doesn't draw me out of the story, but it just adds this other element to like what, during I forget what issue it was, but during Tom's run, there was one of the issues that Jorge Fornes did. It might have been uh, the annual issue or something but there was a page where bruce was in one of the hallways in wayne manor and there was a family photo on the wall of thomas martha and and young bruce and his thomas wayne really looked like someone so when we had him on the show i asked him is that a picture of john krasinski from the office and he said yes it is (laughs) so he he drew he drew john krasinski as uh as thomas wayne that was just really cool you kind of, you kind of did that with Magnum PI for that one issue. Yeah. What did I do with Magnum PI? Made Batman look like him. It's like some some of those uh, pan- Maxes Malone. <laughs> <laughs> hey, do you like the new Magnum PI episodes? Uh, oh, yeah, I started one episode. I started the very first episode, and I was like. I mean, I'll be fair. I gave the first episode like 10 minutes. It just, uh, I don't know. I'll have to, I would have to try it. I would have to try it. I don't think it'll ever compare because things I love about that show are like, you know, Tom Selleck and Roger Mosley and the guy who plays, you know, I I just love the actors. Like, um, I love the house. None of that stuff is in the show. So, Um, I might like, I might appreciate it for a new show, but it'll never, I, I just can't look at that guy and see Magnum. Just can't. Yeah, they shouldn't call it Magnum P.I. And that's like, I was stuck, uh, I should say stuck. I was, I visited some family for the Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, I had two weekends, two Thanksgivings to go to. And, you know, late night watching TV, 
Magnum PI, the new Magnum PI came out, and I was like, this is not Magnum PI. And then after that came on, um, what's the guy? MacGyver. There's a new MacGyver. I was like, this is not MacGyver. Is this how, on CBS? How dare they? I don't <laughs> know what it was. It was terrible. Did it, does does uh, Magnum PI even have a mustache in the new one? No, no. no. You're not even. Are you? Al- you're not even allowed to do that. Not even in November. He didn't have a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed to do what? Not have a mustache? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I just can't get into that show. That's Mitch. He watches everything CBS. Yeah, that's so <laughs> weird. He does. And uh, and all his military shows and whatever. I don't think there's a show Mitch dislikes. <laughs> that's like a... How does he get a... any work done? Between... Well, I mean, I watch TV when I draw. It's I don't understand how you guys can do that. And all the tales. I can't. I cannot do it to something like I'll watch reruns. I'll watch my favorite shows that I've watched a thousand times uh-huh. because I know the characters. I don't have to look up. I'll, you know, that's when I watch things more than once. Like if I'm watching a new movie or something, like I can't stop watching. Yeah, I can't watch that. But like, does that does that kind of help you kind of get in a creative rhythm because? You know, you. I'm just not. I'm not really a music guy. Yeah. So like, I know some people listen to music. I mean, I just can't do dead silence. I'll go insane. Yeah. So that's just my background. Is just something plain. He uh he says that he listens to podcasts while he draws. I don't understand how you can focus like hearing no, a conversation I mean, like that. I do that too. I listen to like you know murder oh. podcasts and true crime and but. I just I run out and I go back to TV. Um, but like, are you yeah. actually able to like listen to it? Like, it's it's not distracting you enough to. One hundred percent can listen to it. Wow, man, that's 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 like uh, some crazy dexterity thing I think that like artists have, where like you know you can like tap your stomach and rub your head or something because I'll <laughs> fall over, I'll fall out of my chair if I try to do something like that. I know. I- write while listening to something because i would end up writing out the words i was hearing oh simpletons aren't you yeah that's why why you're the comic artist and that's why we're the comic reader yeah i don't know i mean i there's there's a ton of things i cannot do uh when i'm drawing but listening to a podcast yeah i can wow but it also has to be like super interesting for my mind because I will, like, you know, I will just, my mind will go somewhere else if I, if it's not holding my interest. Mm. I am hey, constantly um, thinking about things other than my drawing. So we have a guy that's not on the episode. Uh, he has two things that he wanted us to ask you. Sure. Um, I think you probably met him in San Diego also. His name's uh, Jason. Uh, he's a big um, original art collector. He, like, just, you know tries to get original pages and stuff. So he really, really... Re- oh, he's actually was bothering you on our Twitter. He was the one that was DMing you about, um, I think, asking how to how to buy a page out of Bad Cat. So he he wants to know that. And uh, he also asked if you're an ass man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's clay man. This is... Uh... You know what's funny is anybody who asks that 
just means they find my drawings attractive, and then yeah. I start to worry about them. He, he does really? worry about him. <laughs> well, can I tell you, he's the, I mean, I don't know if this should worry you, but I mean, he does very much enjoy your art, but he's also one of those dudes that like, um, collects like that, like, uh, what's the, what's the, what's a good way of saying this, Gramps, without like. Uh, the lewd stuff? Like, yeah, the lewd stuff. He likes like the Bruce, you know how Bruce Tim has like that pinup stuff that he does? Yeah. He likes that kind of stuff too, so. Yeah, I couldn't hang that on my wall. Yeah. No, it's like people see stuff in my art that it don't doesn't even register to me. <clears throat> um, but so if he was serious about buying something, yeah, I have an art dealer. You can go to my Instagram or Twitter. It's right up there at the top. Cool. Um, and yeah, I like the whole body. So. So like you are really good at drawing like super like fit physiques. Mm -hmm. um is there anything that you like do for inspiration to like do you look at like bodybuilders do you look like like fitness dudes like how do you make like because you know your batman is is like the way that you want if you're bat, if you want to be batman like oh it's how i want to fucking look with broad chest big like not like a freak like you look like he looks like one of those dudes is just like super fit and then like just everybody that you draw is kind of like that it's like the physical peak perfection like what what do you how do you get that inspiration like to to draw that um it's a mix of just uh i mean it's a mix of like some reference yeah bodybuilder stuff and also like you know i know people that you know are pretty fit and uh and you know and then i mix it up with just you know imagination and you know like uh, you asked me my favorite artist like Jim Lee. I'm like, mm, yeah. you know, uh, I, a lot of the artists I've grown up with, like, I just feel like my favorite artists draw attractive people. Um, and I don't know, like, I just I think that plays into what, what I've learned and what I try to do. So. <laughs> I really like these suits, uh, like the modern version suits that you drew in this episode. They're a little bit different than what's going on with like the main comic. Can you talk about how you came up with some of the designs and your decisions on those? Well, I read the script and I'm like, oh, oh my God, we need something that <laughs> shows Catwoman different. Like when the time changes. Because, huh. you know, it's jumping through time. Mm-hmm. And also selfishly, I'm like, um, because originally I, so originally in the script, I think, so you guys, you know, you notice how it connects off Tom's annual books. Mm-hmm. So originally, um, Catwoman was going to be, her two looks were going to be, I believe, probably Joelle's. And mm-hmm. then the second look was in the annual that Lee Weeks drew where she was kind of in a gray suit. It's the one where she likes breaking into the mansion and she jumps out. I don't know. It's kind of gray, but it's full mm-hmm. body. And um, I'm just like, they're not similar, but I don't know. Like what? It, when they put this book to the side, I'm just like, why can't I'm like, I just want to do my own thing. Like if this is my book, pe- you know, people get all this 
all this fun making new costumes and stuff. I'm like, let me just do my own. Um, Yo, why not? And then, like, so Batgirl and in, in, uh, Batwoman, I mean, in the annual where Bruce Wayne dies, she has cancer. You'll see her in the classic Batwoman costume that's red and black with the red. What, but her hair is different. But, you know, it's the one that has the red emblem, like kind of like the TV show is going to be doing. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm just like, <sighs> Helena's never been a Batwoman. And why would you give her that costume? Because other Batwomen have had it. There's no connection there to me that makes any sense. So I'm like, oh, I'll make my own. So she has her own costume coming up. Uh, but, you know, and a lot of people might hate them, but it's for me. It's my book. It's my vision. I'm going to be super selfish, and I'm just going to do what I want to do. As long as DC says it's okay, and they have so far. So, um, cool. That's pretty much it. That, that's the way it should be. I like the, uh, the Selena costume design in this, that it has some of the animated series look to it. That's uh, that's what so many people want to see anyway. So you're doing something right. Yeah, I mean, people. I th- I mean, like, I think it's funny because, like, you know, back when I was on here last time, there was some jokes about me beating Sean to Mass of the Phantasm, and like, I drew this costume uh, a long time ago. I made that costume up, and then he goes and changes it for his little series he did with is it Blake Northcott I think Mm -hmm. and it's just like it's just so funny because like him and I are clearly huge fans of the show over comics and I just see like it's just funny like I want to use Grey Ghost he uses Grey Ghost and it's like we both you can just tell we both love the cartoon Mm. and uh, so yeah I do love the cartoon and I wanted to, oh, I'm doing Phantasm. I wanted to bring in that costume. I also wanted to look like Batman made her a costume. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, she's just wearing leather and that's it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but she even kind of has her own little side utility pockets. and I like yeah. that. It's if, like I'm not... I wanted to show her face. I'm not too sure how much I like the goggles anymore. I feel like I might rip her off, rip them off in a future issue and have her throw a different mask on. We'll see. I don't know. Um, do you which? What's your favorite? I don't know if we've asked you this before. Maybe the last time. The animated series. I think like all of us kind of came up on it around the same time, so it's like one of our favorites. But like, what are some of the aesthetically pleasing Batman movies that you would like? What are some of the movies I would like? Yeah, like it doesn't even have to be like you know because people either love or hate the story, but you know they look cool. Even the shitty ones have really cool designs. Like, is there any movies of the Batman movies that like you you probably think like yeah that looks sick? Give me an example because when you're I'm confused by the question. Sorry. So you think he wants to know which which, it was a pretty bad question. He wants to know which. It's weird. I think every franchise that started had it best and then got worse. So with Michael Keaton, I like that one. And then when they... I'm not even going to go into 
the Val Kilmer, George Clooney stuff. But so with Begins, I loved it because it had a thick neck. I'm sorry, but when they start taking Batman's thick neck away in the uh, in the newer ones, I think he looks like a wimp. Like a little peanut head, right? I don't need him to turn his neck. And he's an actor and they make movies. So just <laughs> shoot the shots with a thick neck. I don't care. Don't turn your neck. I don't I don't care. I'm sorry, but like you will not find a strong looking character in a comic with a neck thinner than their cheeks. You just don't. So when you do that on film, all I think is you're a wimp. <laughs> um, and with I'm actually kind of like really digging the uh, Pattinson Batman. <clears throat> but they also put a collar on him, which again, a collar is at the neck. His neck looks thick like it's a trick, but he just looks, I don't know. I'm, I'm like the no, like some of the mask looks a little different, but the whole, like the whole, uh, aesthetic of that, uh, I think I'm going to love it. Hmm. Interested to see what the second costume looks like for that movie. Uh, the, what do you the, mean? You think Batman will get a new costume? Well, it seems to be the consensus, like back before the, you know, the, the pandemic shut everything down. There was a dude that popped up on Reddit or something uh, who was, you know, saying he couldn't say who he was, but he said that he was working on set building and stuff like that where they were shooting. Mm-hmm. He started describing some things that, you know, he you know, had NDAs and everything, so he wasn't supposed to reveal. That was why he was anonymous. But when he first started putting this information out, you know, everyone was like, OK, well, maybe this guy is legit. Maybe he isn't. So we can't really just take anything he's saying as gospel but when we first saw the trailer that they put out for it it really revealed something that he had talked about because the guy started saying okay so the the bat suit that they've shown you pictures of and that you've seen set videos of of the the stuntman wearing that's the first suit that batman built for himself when he became batman but in an in the early part of the movie there's going to be an explosion that destroys it, destroys the suit, and he's going to switch over to another suit that he had already been been creating for himself. So then, you know, nobody knew if that guy was legit or not, but then the trailer comes out, and what do we see happen? Batman gets blown up. So that really convinced a lot of people, okay, well, that this guy must be legit, and you know, we're, we are going to see this other costume. I mean, maybe I I don't know. I'm I'm I don't care. I'm totally like the second they said Pattinson, I was like already I was already hooked. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure he's going to be great no matter what he's. Because yeah, he, I've just seen, I've seen movies he's in uh, <laughs> that he's just great. I can tell. I feel like there's some people on your end that aren't so happy. <laughs> a, a couple, I think. But, like, I don't know, like, what, the couple, or what are they, well, like, Ben Affleck? Well, don't make for, me, me, like you, for me, like you said, when, when someone has Big a neck. small little neck, they look like a wimp. That's kind of how I feel about yeah. Patty. No, he gave like him that nice, wimp. thick cup. No, he doesn't look like a wimp at all. Are you kidding me? You watched the preview? This is where we get into it. Smoke like and mirrors. Part. Smoke and mirrors. Smoke and yep. mirrors, yeah, exactly what that <laughs> to be smoke and mirrors, like you know, the dark knight, the guy who comes out of shadows. 
Gramps, Gramps likes his Batman nice and thick. Like a big old thick. Big old thick. No, you know, I do like, and I do know, understand that this is supposed to be kind of a very young Bruce Wayne Batman. So, of course, it makes sense that he's not, you know, experienced and, 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 and like the Affleck version, the Frank Miller inspired version i get it that makes sense and i and i do like uh you know some of the artwork um that portrays him in that thing but i don't know i just i'm not feeling it and that's that's okay everyone has their opinions and their tastes i just want a good movie i think you'll get a good movie i think you'll get good acting which i think is even better um i'm really interested in seeing how Colin Farrell pulls off the penguin because what they've shown and how they've, you know, put makeup just, on him. I'm like, I feel like he's just crap. gonna be a mobster or or like not a mobster, but yeah. I I mean, but again, Colin Farrell. Uh, you know, I didn't like him when he first came on the scene, but like, I don't know. He's proved himself to be a good actor in my book. Yeah. Have you? I know it didn't get like really good reviews as much as the other seasons but that season that he did of true detective his character that he plays uh-huh. he pl- like he plays this like drunk asshole cop no, and good. he's like perfect perfect no, he's a good that. actor guy's a good actor yeah one thing I, about and, um is the the nature of the bat suits themselves unless you put a suit on a guy who is really big and thick like you know Affleck's a huge dude so he looks big and you know, the the style of the suit they did helps that but look at Christian Bale in his Batman movies how big he looks when he's shirtless doing push-ups versus how big he looks when he's in the suit like the the suit is so slimming on him yeah, I just I don't like it's the I just don't like the neck and like Ben Affleck. Look, I I liked him as Bruce Wayne in Batman v Superman, um, and he he lost some weight and he looked good. I thought he looked cool. The suit wasn't my favorite, but I thought he made a good Batman. Then in then in Justice League, I'm like the dude stopped going on a diet. He looked plumpy. I hated the goggle yeah. suit. It started to look like armor, which I cannot stand when they start going into the armor. Or, you know, I just don't like it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I uh, everybody has their own. I've never really liked a huge Batman. Like, even when I draw, when I draw him, I try to... I've, even I feel like I've been kind of slimming him down a bit. Because that's just not really... I'm more into, like, Neil Adams and um you know jim lee doesn't even draw him that big do you watch the show american ninja warrior i've seen it you know it's an athletic obstacle course yeah yeah you draw a batman that looks like he would compete on that show which is great because he's he's well built but he's still athletic and he's still limber enough to do what he needs to do in a suit that has a heavy cape behind him you know Mm mm-hmm and that makes sense because having a Batman who has a physique that looks like he could jump off a, the roof of a building and swing from a wire as opposed to, you know, a, a Batman who looks like he's 6'5 and 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I dude. used to draw him thicker, or I tried, and I'm just like, I just don't like Like, it just doesn't feel right to me. And then, 
I don't know. If you look at how I drew Bruce Wayne in Batman, I mean, in Tom's run to this Batcat, like I changed, I just changed it because I'm like, now's my chance to try to make it feel a little bit more like natural for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I'm not into big bulky Batman. I'm into, uh, I don't know, whatever I'm doing, I'm kind of into Clay, what what's your favorite uh, Batmobile that you like to imagine in your head when you're drawing these characters? Uh, Burton one for sure. Yeah, same here. Hell yeah, dude. But then again, uh, yeah, Burton. I like. I even think of that one as simple. I just like a simple one. I'm not into like the tanks or all the flight, like the flair to it. I'm Burton for sure. Yeah, it's just the perfect design. It's just very sleek and timeless. Oh, animated too. That's totally different, and it's just as good. Yeah, nice and sleek. Same thing going on, you know, with the the fact that it's elongated and it just it looks very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like a bullet, like a but like simple. A sh- right. Yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Um, you know, when you see the patents in one, it's definitely uh a little modge bodge, but I, I think it. Evolve. I at least like how it's like a car though. It's just right. a car. I'm not looking at a tank. I'm not looking at I don't know. Like I love Christopher Nolan to death. Like I saw Tenet. I love it. I love his films. I think that thing worked for his movie, but it would never be on my top list of favorite ones. And, and it's it's really adds to this perception that the Batmobile is supposed to be this giant tank kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, in the movie it made sense because it's like all the tech they were using and making, you know, and it's like, wow, this will just be my Batmobile. It made sense. Um, But, like, I think in terms of comics, and that's, I would never want to draw that thing. Oh, man. So many angles. I I really wouldn't want comics to have a Batman who... You know, got all of his stuff, you know, his all of his his suit and his tech and his Batmobile and everything, stuff that was made by Wayne Enterprises for the military and the military didn't want it. He and, stole it. Batman's a thief. Yeah, but again, I was fine for that in the movie, and it, and it's not my favorite idea, but it was a new one. Like it just wasn't something I was expecting when the movie came out, and I liked it at the time. I, I like the stuff, everything but the tumbler. Like the, I really like the bat, that thing that he has in the third one, that he's flying around with, and then uh, the uh, the bat pod little cycle. I like mm-hmm. those two things way more than the than the tumbler. Those two things were really sick. He and he looks badass in him. Yeah, I mean when the movie came out, I was like, oh, these are the best. And then just when you know things fade and there's you know at the time I loved them, but. They're just yeah, they're not my ideal. Did you see um, any of the uh, Matt Reeves uh, um, eight movies? Eight movies? Ape, oh, Planet eight. of the Ape. Oh yeah, I saw him before Batman. That's why when they picked him, I'm like, if this dude can make me like monkeys and like, yeah. I'm not a fan of war movies. Like, I just don't like, you know, I get kind of bored when you just have like war stuff. Mm-hmm. 
or the idea of war, or just like post-apocalyptic, I don't know, that kind of stuff bores me. But I was mm-hmm. like, I did like those movies a lot, and I'm just like, man, I am, let, yeah, give this guy Batman. Yeah, I I think it's that's a good uh, a good way of describing it because especially the uh, the last one he did was like a total war movie, but he kind of had that thread of like, I mean, I guess like when you break them down, they're about like family and like mm-hmm. protecting your family, which I think is what made people kind of really like um relate to it and i remember thinking like dude like this is these aren't even like humans and like this is a great story like i i wish people would kind of watch those movies and give it a chance for like if he can make something this good about like apes imagine imagine the story he could do with batman yeah that's yeah i mean yeah when they picked him i'm like yes when they picked Pattinson, I'm like, man, that dude's got some good movies, and I'm just like, yes, like I'm all for this. Yeah, it's a it's a big change for certain people to to go from a big a big thick Batman, and then uh, <laughs> kind of back back to like Christian Bale, you know, more of like a fit sleek dude. But yeah, I think well, I uh, also like the idea that they're picking someone younger too, because I'm like, I'm just tired. Like, I mean. I mean, how many movies do you expect Ben Affleck to do? I mean, he got fat in the second movie he did. Come on. To his credit, I don't know if I'm not. I'm not sure how much you know. All the stuff from Justice League, we're all almost like 90% of what he's in are reshoots after he got called back. So, I mean, he kind of let himself go because I don't think he thought he was gonna have to come back and reshoot. Mm-hmm. But the stuff that's coming out, the Zack Snyder stuff, uh, that's supposedly like all the original um, thin thin footage that he filmed so he's supposed to look better at it i mean he looks good now in real life he's uh, um yeah i mean i know he was dealing with like you know a lot of he had a lot of personal personal stuff going on yeah i'm sure that all factored into it i just i just don't like a thick batman so i'm sorry uh one of you cramps (laughs) i don't know who it was yeah you nailed it Okay. It sounds like you would be the one cramps. Okay. <laughs> Those Texas guys, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's bigger in Texas, so yeah. We like bigger Batman. <laughs> well, I I think uh, we did enough of the uh, I don't know about you guys. Let's uh let's go back to uh Batman Catwoman. If if we're just gonna sum up what people should expect from from Batman Catwoman, as far as uh, your end of it, what what would you tell people to expect from the the remaining eleven issues of this story? From my end, yeah. I'm gonna try to you know to the story, but <laughs> uh, I, I'm trying to do the best I can in the time I have, and um, you know if you know I'm. I don't know. I mean, God, I feel like an artist's job is kind of simple. I don't really know what else to say. I hope, I mean, I mean, I can kind of talk about the story a little bit. I mean, look, there's five of you listening. Robin, you know, you'd always do these speed rounds to your guests. I'm going to do a speed round. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, he's flipping the script. I like that. I'm going to do this super fast so no one can think about it. Okay. Okay, but I'm going to go through Robin, Tom, Grant, Steve, and Charles. Actually, we can skip Charles. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay. I'm going to... I want you to spit them out pretty quick. One through ten, 
your rating for Batman and Catwoman number one and be honest, Rob. Uh, issue one. I'm oh my gonna... god, just a number, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to explain it. Oh, okay, no. I can do do it there. Okay, I'm gonna go eight. Tom. Seven point nine. Steve. Eight. Gramps. Eight point two. Charles. Eight eight point one. One of you are liars. <laughs> no, I really like the fact that when you pointed out that the blood under the welcome mat that was never explained that that really bumped it up even more. I like the fact that Joker that adds that mystery to Joker, and I I really like that. Robin, were you the lowest? Why is Char- Charles your eight point eight point one? Like I'm gonna forget that you love Olivia. <laughs> I'll explain. That mine was the only reason I only give it eight. I think I will be higher on issue two because I I went in not knowing that we were going to have these time jumps, and I felt a little bit jarred by it because I went, "Whoa, what's going on? We're we're, we're in the future." Wait, wait, oh, are we judging the the book, or are we judging just art. the art of the book? No, oh, the that's book. A good, good yeah, point. okay, all right, because I, I would give the art higher. To be yeah, no, Tommy's bringing I, you I down. Assumed it was a, I assumed it was a, a book question. Yeah, no, the yeah. book's like the book's really yeah. good, but the art's on. So, so no one minded the time jumps and all that. I know, Robin, you were just saying something. Yeah, yeah, that was the only like I just felt jarred just because it. It took me a little bit into the book to see, okay, so this is following this timeline, and then we're getting looks at following uh, annual number two, and okay, and now now I'm up to speed on what's going Look, on. It's Tom. We're used to Tom King. We know he's going to bounce around all over the place, and uh, yeah. you know it's, that comes with the territory when you're reading a Tom King book, so it's fine. My my yeah. only regret, I is I wish I would have given present day Selena and past selena a different haircut hey hey can i ask the round table does anyone have a favorite panel that clay drew because mine is when bruce is sitting with um andrea in the in front of the fireplace oh yeah fuck yeah i keep i, I have it open on my desktop it's just it's just perfect yeah. it's gorgeous mine is hands down uh right at the end of the issue when the phantasm mask is oh, uh, is yeah. She's sitting on the bed, and uh, the she has you know retrieved the the suit from uh, from the cemetery, yeah. and it's there on the on the bed beside her. That, that's, it's like, it's like the ghost of Christmas past or something like that. Got those those vibes. You know? Someone just came in real quick. Speaking of ratings, oh here we go. Give me to drop their ratings. Oh, Grumpler, Grumpler, oh, Grump. Clay, do you want to ask him? Is Grumpler here? Yeah, give me. I want to oh, know what he says. Out of, out of ten. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm off. To, I work Thursday night. I'm off tonight. Uh-oh. <laughs> Did you read really back that? Hang him up. He's I drunk. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm on a roller here watching him. Jesus Christ. I work Thursday night. My favorite panel is actually a small panel. It's where Batman and Catwoman are leaping <laughs> off the roof. Is Clay still on? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, Clay just asked you to rate the the book from one to ten, bro. Legends of Lego Batman wants to. Uh, <laughs> we covered that. that. Oh, you're, you're coming in hot, Grumps. Jesus. Right. <laughs> How drunk are you? 
No, I'm good, bro. I'm not, I'm not that drunk. I had uh, some whiskey and eggnog. Egg hole. I'm John. Grumps hey, up. Hey, Grumps. I'm Clay Man. I'm your guest. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. I, I Yo, buy your I comic books. Let's, let's, like, one hand washes the other here. I buy your comic books. <laughs> <laughs> okay, did you like it? I liked it. It was cool. The, the, Clay, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, no, the the story. Well, yeah, too. your part of the the of the situation was great. It was amazing. What do you no. think of the story? One through ten. Uh, <laughs> Grumps just wants to drink his whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I just want to drink my whiskey. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm a man. man. Everybody else one, already uh, did. It's really funny. Amazing. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've had my fill of, you know. Uh, man, I don't know even how to put this. How can Sounds I put like it nicer? a five. What's a number, dude? What? I did. You want the number? You said you liked the art. Yeah, the art was amazing. I'm sorry. Man and Jason Faberg are amazing at what they do. All right. I mean, that's good now. You held held up your end of the argument, you know. Nice. It was was, look. You you fucking all right. Clay man, (laughs) fucking drawing Batman and 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 Catwoman is. You know that that's amazing. I'm not bad for times. I will not confuse you with Olivier Corpel. <laughs> you know, so I know what I'm talking about, no matter how many drinks I've had. So trust me when I tell you, Clay, man, good. Hey, why weren't you here from the beginning? <laughs> Charles. Okay, Clay, I was Charles watching this movie on uh, Amazon Prime called The Lie, and it's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. It was free, <laughs> but I was watching it with Mrs. Grumps. And, I'm so uh, glad you showed up drunk. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I worked Thursday night, you know, with Gramps. We yep. worked Thursday night. We did the Grumps and Gramps show, which I don't know if you've seen. Have you seen it, Clay? <laughs> what is it? Yes or no question. So. <laughs> they they no, do uh, Grumps and Gramps do their, do their own I podcast. I read Clay's comic book, but Clay doesn't no. watch my show. Right. I, do not, I do not watch your show. <laughs> Good plug for uh, Grumps and Gramps, by the way. Yeah, uh, exclusive. Check it out now. Yeah. <laughs> Episode eight watching, coming up. Honestly, I was watching this movie <laughs> called The Lie, and it was pretty terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm here now. And Clayman is an amazing artist. The art was great. The story was okay. Uh, let's say six out of ten. How's that? There you go. Gramps. Yeah, what was the panel you said was your? Favorite? If if I never read Bat Cat again, I'll, I'll be okay. So oh. six out of ten is is a, a good grade to, to get. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 good, but it's like all right with the bad cat, bad cat, bad. Oh, <laughs> <dude. laughs> this is we're going on four years now of this. I get you. I understand. Yeah. Mm. I draw it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and you are there, Clay. Uh what's your favorite panel? Um, or one of them. There was, I mean, there was, I guess, a full pre- full page spread that you did, but I I bought it on digital and I read it Tuesday morning, mm-hmm. so I haven't picked up the. What I've been doing since the pandemic started is buying digital Tuesday mornings, and waiting a while to pick up like the paper copy, 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't done that yet. So I've only read it like I read it Tuesday morning, and um, I couldn't, you know, honestly tell you what my favorite panel was. But uh, I believe you. There was, there was one. Yeah, it was obviously yeah. <laughs> the whiskey is uh, doing most of the talking. But <laughs> the uh, no, there was one full page. I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah I mean, DC cut us off with the free shit, but uh, I bought it. Clay, you I guys don't it. get this stuff anymore? No, no, dude. Uh, Pandemic yeah. killed they me. Yeah, they haven't gotten back to uh, sending out the uh, previews. But uh, yeah, if you want to slide me over uh, issue two PDF, which we were getting the free shit and still buying it, you know, on day yeah. one, because but... we can get the review episode yeah, that, out that, early. It's a perfect situation because we were getting the the uh, PDFs on Friday or Saturday, usually yeah. on Friday, sometimes even on Thursday, right? And that let us uh, read the issues, and we recorded our review episodes on Saturday night, and then we put them out the day that the issue came out, and it was a perfect situation. But we just haven't been able to do that since uh, books started. I think, honestly, what happened was I think they fired some of the staff that uh, was was putting that stuff together, which is kind of sad. And yeah, I, that's probably what happened. I, Clark Bull, I know, already. Did like four or five people's jobs, and now with the other people that they've uh, let go since then, he's probably doing like six to eight people's jobs. Yeah, um, Clay. Yes. I, uh, I I I don't want to understate this because I really think you deserve the credit for it. So I, I have to echo Charles. Um, the standout page or panels for sure are that uh, I think it's maybe page two or three where. Andrea and Bruce are in his study, and I, I really think, like, um, that library behind him, the books, the bookcases, like how you talked about the colors, especially in that page, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, fucking, that was great. Did, did you uh, see that weird framed picture right above Bruce's head, Tom? That's really interesting. Well, who is you know who's that in is? that picture? No, who is that? This is, why, this is why I like doing this, because we, 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 we dig a little deeper. Is it the one yeah. in between the two of them? No, it's above Bruce's head. In oh, that who the fuck pan. is that? <laughs> you won't get it. That, you won't. That, um, that panel, that spread, made me think of the, the Mitch Gerard, uh, the one with Bruce and Swamp thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think They're that was the up. last time like Bruce had somebody sitting opposite. You know, and I guess it's like a study or whatever, right? Wait, so... That, that was really cool. We you won't see get, the little you, face, though? We won't yeah. guess the face? I don't think you will. Because nah, it's somebody that like you guys know. It's like a little nod within yourselves. I put it in there. That's cute. Who is it? It's. Well, do you want to just me to tell you or want to guess? Well, you said I'm not going to be able to guess. guess. No way. Well, you can guess. go for clue. You Let's can ask guess. me questions. All right. Is it uh? uh is it a young child? It's not a human. What the fuck? <laughs> it's not a human. Does that look like a human? No, that's why I look like a kid. Maybe like a fat kid. Oh, I've heard of Bruce so it's just eyes and nose and a mouth in that picture. Is it a, like a cat? Yeah, is it a cat? Ah, oh, is it the detective monkey guy? It's not comics. Oh, what? It's a classic movie. Planet of the Apes? No. Is it not, the... It's not Magnum P.I. It's not... Beast from Beauty and the Beast? <laughs> it's a movie. It's a one-and-done movie. <laughs> hmm. Mr. Bogus. It's a classic. But like, what decade is the movie from? Um, is it 80s? 
great. Is it Bonzo from Bedtime from Bonzo? Princess Bride has to be Princess Bride. <laughs> it's a creature. Uh, is it, okay, I'm, I'm going to draw a parallel. Oh, wait, so what I did see... you say? I said a gremlin? I would say the movie, it's it's not a gremlin, but it's you're getting closer. Is it Gizmo? Is My it... wife? No. It's not a gremlin. Uh, Mac and me? No. I see a book on the shelf. That, I see a book on the shelf that says Ludo. Is it someone from Labyrinth? It is. Oh. It's Ludo's face. Yeah. Oh shit! Good okay. job, Robin. And is that a Harley vase beside the picture? It might be. I don't got really a, remember. Got a diamond on. Oh, oh that's yeah. uh, that's Alfred's urn. <laughs> Sad. So okay, so Clay, so that was. He did that color paint. the point set as green, and it's annoying. Yeah, this man got a frame labyrinth thing in the study. <laughs> Wait, oh, there's more labyrinth stuff that pops up in two. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that that page was one of my favorites, and then the other one that was really good, and I can't tell if it's because of like the um this like the jump factor or the surprise factor, but you did a really good dead kid in the under the bridge. Um. Big fan of that. Is that her son? Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I thought. That was crazy. Yeah. All bloated and dead and jokerized. I love that like half spread where it shows the silhouette of Batman and Catwoman under the bridge. It's that's pretty bad. Pretty, pretty badass actually. That was cool. Clay, please Thank pass you. along our appreciation uh, to Tomu Mori, the colorist that you worked with on this, because I, I just sent him my email the other day to thank him for his hard yeah. work. Yes, I mean, oh, yeah. because, you know, from page one, I know that's Florida, just because I've been on that bridge. Because you can smell the page. Yeah, and then you know when you're in Gotham, and you oh, know when you're in Wayne Manor, and everything about this, you know, he... he, he, he It was he a good issue. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a solid 7.9 for sure. It's not lazy. <clears throat> I only yeah. gave it... A, I only gave it that low because I know just based off this one, I'm gonna like some of the other ones even more. So, so this like, is, this was this was a year in the making since it was supposed to be released. Robin, how the numbers do for this book? It was this was the like the book of the month, right? I haven't seen any uh, any of the numbers yet, to be honest. Like it just came out, so yeah, I'm All not right, sure. Yeah, yeah, because I know this is a uh, highly I saw, anticipated. I saw a I lot of people online who don't normally buy comics bought it. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I even love it how, you know, I told you my favorite panel was the one where they're leaping off the roof. Catwoman's in the foreground, Batman's in the background. But you can even see the snow is moving. That's that's some good stuff right there. Yeah. Clayman's pretty good. Yeah. Clay, what issue are you working on now? Like, what, what are you up to? Uh, not past seven. Yes, yeah, not past seven. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Awesome. Has, has this pandemic like in, like affected your work? Uh, you know, or are you just able to do you know what you normally do? Um, uh, not really. I mean, it's kind of. I mean, uh, he's gained weight. He says, I, yeah, gained <laughs> weight. <laughs> but no, I mean. It hasn't slowed me down, but it hasn't given me the free time people would think it might. Because mm. then I just, he everything else is 
slowing me down just in yeah. real life because of the pandemic and stuff. So I think it's a good idea that um, we have someone hop on two hours in drunk because it gives us like this really good second interview. Uh, you know, this is wild yeah, accusation. <laughs> I'm saying it's good. Whatever it is, whatever how whatever combo of sauce you got going on, it's like a perfect mixture. <laughs> You just need some whiskey and a bad movie, and we got ourselves an episode. <laughs> Certainly a first. <laughs> yeah. From now on, when uh, from now on, from now on, when we start recording at 9:30, I say we tell Grumps we're recording at 11. <laughs> just drop in, all soft up, and just. I thought I had the night off. I worked Thursday night. I think we should. Top uh, 12, not even 10. I went top 12, a little extra. There you Give go. Grumps a little extra. <laughs> This is a good format we to have. We were supposed to have Jesus on Thursday night, but he... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Clay, did you drink it all? Christmas. Huh? Do you drink it all, Clay? Uh, I've gained weight and become an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> join, join the club. And I've been watching uh, Labyrinth uh, maybe more than once. And I have chocolate milk in my refrigerator in case Robin shows up at my door. I'll, I'll sneak across the border. <laughs> I think Damn. I was watching the labyrinth when I was drawing that page. That's kind of usually how that kind of stuff happens. Did yeah. Tom catch that? Does. Tom doesn't. Dude, I drew Tom on the front of Heroes in Crisis, and I had to point it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one, no one, no one catches that crap. I'm surprised someone took some. Was that Charles? Yes, sir. Charles, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I love you. Thank you. I've been pardoned. I've been pardoned. Thank you. Man, didn't see that coming. That's a good, I mean, that's as good a way of any to wrap it up. But yeah, but it, but before, before we let you go, in all seriousness, when this series does wrap up within a year it is gonna make one gorgeous hardcover collectible book i'm really looking forward to that as well thank you thank you yeah so but, I, uh, yeah i mean i think overall we need more more clay you know i when i spoke to you at uh nycc i was just really just singing your praises for uh heroes in crisis yeah i really loved a lot of the splash pages like my favorite one that always sticks in my head is that um, that scene where like uh, Batgirl and Harley like jump off um, the roof, and it's that really gorgeous splash page that you did. So I hope DC really um, has you more on these projects because yeah, the art is phenomenal, and we at this point I think we really need we, we need it. So thank you. Yeah, and I hope we. I hope we never lose you. I hope we never lose you to Marvel too. I know you like X Men and all, but uh, we we definitely want you on this side of the house. And uh, and and as an insider, like how have you hear any? Do you hear any rumblings about how the comic book industry is doing and whatnot, or are you just like on your own thing? I mean, I've heard rumors that. I mean, I'll tell you rumors, but I don't. I mean, I haven't your heard. Rumors anything. are fine. But, like, I mean, I've heard only on DC side, well, I think it's a fact that DC pays more than Marvel. Mm, yeah. Um, I've heard that some higher p 
paid people won't be getting um I I've just heard they might have to go down in their in their rates, which um, that 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 that's scary. Mm. Um, I don't even know if that's true. I haven't heard an actual case, but I've I don't even know where I heard that. But um, because then you know you know I'm always hoping my next contract I'll make more money, and if people are going down at money, it'll be like my time at Marvel, where you know. Mm. Uh, it, just getting a raise was like impossible. Mm, yeah. One you felt anyway. Mm. Um, mm. So. Mm. Yeah, I don't really. That's understandable I, I, though. I think it's one of those things where, especially right now, both companies are really changing, and where Marvel, you know, had that whole Disney takeover a few years ago. DC's feeling that riff right now with the change from AT&T last year. So things are getting yeah. again. And now you're seeing, even down to this week, we're seeing the whole spectrum of where movies are going. And um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while for the dust to settle because the way that we see comics next year, I think, is going to be different. We're going to see less titles. Uh, we're going to see multiple platforms where... They're gonna. I feel like they're gonna try to push more digital, where guys like us, we want things that are more tangible. But I yeah, feel like I mean, they're gonna mainstream a lot of things. I definitely got worried when they did the cuts. I even emailed someone at DC expressing my worry. Mm. Uh, and my aunt, the answer was, "Well, you're drawing a Batman book, so you're safe." <laughs> so all true. that meant. But mm-hmm. I'm like. But what does that mean when I'm done with Batman? Like, mm. yeah. not a very, um, you know, mm. it's kind of a, it sucks. This kind of job sucks because, you know, I don't, there's no insurance, there's no retirement, there's no nothing. So it's kind of like, <coughs> I, I would love to know what comics is going to look like in five or 10 years. You know, like, should I be getting out? Like, I think it's a fair question. Oh, or what about maybe creator-owned? Have you ever thought about doing something like that? Yeah, I've thought about creator-owned. And even, like, I don't want to stop working for DC, but at, when Batcat ends, that's when my contract ends. Mm. Um, I thought about maybe just doing um, kind of like a little... I want to do something with my brother. Nice. Um. And if I can get a contract with DC that lets me like have like a three month gap and just do like maybe like a 48 page story just with him and just put it out there for fun just to kind of like reset. Yeah, uh, I would definitely want to do that. And if I if there's any writers, you know, that I don't know. I don't know. I I. When the time comes, I'll I'll see what my my choices are. But yeah, I'm not against that at all. But yeah. I also need to make a living, and there's something mm. that scares me about that. Mm. Um, we get to see you uh, drawing a Sean Murphy book, and uh, you guys can go crazy with animated series characters. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but like, uh, I'd rather look at his art, and I think he'd rather <laughs> look at his art. So. <laughs> drawing all of everything he's doing right uh, right now though like no, you know, yeah. the white stuff like uh Mateo's i mean i look um, i 
I like that dude. Um, and, uh, you know, I supported his book or whatever uh, that he's doing. And I'm excited to see that. But, yeah, I don't I mean, I don't. I don't have any interest in doing a Murphy verse book. Uh, hmm. Because if I'm doing that, all I'm going to be thinking is, why well, I'll just do my own book. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, um. But let's uh, let's let Clay get the hell out of here, uh, or he's going to be afraid to ever come back again. <laughs> to eat up the entire night. But Clay, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you back here. It, it's been way too long, and thank you for bringing Phantasm to the comics. Yeah, thank you. Batman, Catwoman, book one is out now, and book two is coming up in. Uh, well, we're already in uh, December, so you know we're we're a month away from book two. So you've got mm-hmm. a month to read up issue one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. thank, thanks again for everything, Clay. We appreciate it. Thank you. You're welcome, Charles. We look forward to issue two. Though. The art, hey, no matter where the story goes, at least we know the artwork will be fantastic. So that's that is true. So. All right. All Clay. right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it, Clay. We will talk to you soon. Yeah, man. Talk thank you, Clay. Thanks, Clay. Thanks. Later, man. Have a good night.